everyone, and welcome to season two of Her Money Club Stories. This season, as I've mentioned, we are focusing on three main, main areas of possibility, one of which today really resonates with Becky, our guest, and that is journey to $100,000 and more and leaving corporate jobs. So we're going to focus on that. We're going to focus on her sharing her story and just the progress that she's made um, along that journey and what she's doing since she left her corporate job. So um, with that, I will leave it up to Becky to introduce herself and we'll take it from there. Hi, everyone. So my name is Becky. Um, I'm a life purpose coach. So basically I help anyone who's unfulfilled in their careers discover and unleash their life purpose. I help them break through the number one thing that's holding them back from actually making that happen for themselves. Um, and I also use a modality called human design, which is really the one of the biggest uh, breakthroughs in trying to get to self-mastery for yourself and really knowing yourself. So I incorporate that into my um, coaching. Um, I basically come from, I guess now over 17 years in a corporate background. I was in project management in IT. Um, I used to make a, a lot of money doing it never happy I was never satisfied I was very much on a spiritual journey my whole life so you can imagine it was kind of like being in the closet in that kind of career <laughs> um, it's about you know they're not being able to completely be yourself um, playing the game uh, being a chameleon going against every value in my system because really at the bottom of it all I want to do is help humanity and to be able to uplift them and to be able to do things that I know that would um, they can basically do do good and to help humanity or the planet or you know if they're into animals anything like that um, so I was always working for the big corporate giants in telecommunications the big four banks here in Australia um, and it really was a soul-sucking career in terms of um, losing myself too and I pretty much became really checked out and it was over time got really burnt out so yeah it was a combination of keep going because you know they they want you know the, the trade-off is that the value is that they pay you but don't have a personality don't have an opinion don't do anything that they wouldn't do and uh yeah it's being silenced and it's not who I am as a person so that was what happened to me and that was my career before even though I love the project management side of it it wasn't the people that I wanted to work for so yeah, yeah. I, that resonates with me and, and many people in our audience. So yeah. I love that you do human design and I'm really curious how you actually found human design and like what prompted you to, to utilize that in your coaching style. Yeah, sure. So I actually, I mean, I, I, I found it a while ago and, you know, usually when you open it and it's, it's quite daunting when you look at it, it's like, whoa, there's so much information. Um, so you kind of read bits and pieces and go, yeah, but you can't really grasp it. Um, and so through my own personal journey, putting like a lot into my own personal development through the years as well, um, I, I knew that really at the core of everything, what I could help people with was their life purpose and really finding out what their unique gifts are that they bring to the world. And because of my project management background, I could actually help them start up with projects and also know how to transition them out from A to B. So that, that was my DNA makeup. I was also very spiritual and any modality that was in spirituality, I've got my hands on it. So it came around again as I started doing um, my own coaching training and speaking to a few people in the community. And I thought, right, okay, I'm going to jump in and do a human design course. And it basically is absolutely everything that I coach on, like getting through your subconscious mind, like being able to reprogram that, like to understand like 
what is going on with all the limiting beliefs that you've been given, all the fears that you've been given and be able to crack that code to be able to then get to, oh my gosh, in our DNA, there's actually a code to what we are born to do and our life purpose within that as well. So once I actually went into one of these webinars, I was like, this was made for me. And I just, I, I just ran with it. And the more I, I still do a lot more um, training, isn't it? you're never done with it. So as I go on that journey, I take my, my clients through that journey as well. Wow, so, that's, that's incredible. What is your human design type? So I'm a manifesting generator. Same. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. I was similar. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I've got a sacral inner authority. Are you emotional or sacral? Sacral. Sacral mm -hmm. as well. Yep. And I'm a 1-3 yep. profile. I'm a 1-4. Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay, so it's yeah. quite similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which makes sense, which is why you're doing all these interviews and networking. Yeah, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, I want to I want to transition into um, talking a little bit about um, your transition. So how you exited uh, corporate life, because I think a lot yeah. of people are curious. And that's one of the biggest questions I get asked is like, how did you do wow. it? Right. So I would love to hear, um, especially from the mindset angle and the money yeah angle like what was your yeah. mindset and how did you feel like it was finally ready or money ready to do that type of leap so I actually help people with the transition as well and it's about basically you don't have to do what I did which was just one day really had enough and went I can't do this anymore and I guess what happened for me was through the whole journey I always said if I really knew what it was that I was meant to be doing with my life if I really knew what it was I'd be gone tomorrow and every time I took on another contract, another client, I'm like, this is the last one. I swear I'm getting out. And then at the end of it, I was still no closer to what I wanted to do. But the problem is mindset-wise, and this is probably going to really help your audience as well, was so wrapped up on the what and the how. The what, the how, how am I going to do it with what, with what, with what. Once you actually start to realise that those two are the wrong questions to ask yourself first, and the question is to ask yourself, what is my why? What is my purpose? what makes my it's not just about like follow your bliss like people say or do what you love but there's so much more to it but when you can actually wake up and go I know what it is that is worth fighting for every day I know what it is that when I get up in the morning that I'm actually being of service to the people I'm meant to be with and I've got the gifts and the tools and I know how to do this the what and the how doesn't matter now I'm not saying that you know, if you've got $5 in your bank account and you can't leave, like jump, like that's not, not what I'm saying, but it drives you to actually then figure out the what and the how after that. So for me, when it was, um, the pandemic was in full swing in a way, about March, 2020, we started working from home here in Australia and about 10 or 15 different friends of mine from different places, they started being, we call it retrenched, we got redundant. Um, they basically were losing their jobs because of the pandemic. And I was having conversations with all of them and started to say, well, why don't you do this or that? Or like I could really start um, getting into it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to give back while I can and I've still got money. I'm going to create this small Facebook group. I'm going to do one on a Friday, come with everything. Let's have a whinge and a bitch about where you are and let's see how we can all help. And like, let's network and start seeing how you guys can maybe form together to, to create something. And so I started naturally coaching people in that way. And because of the startup background that I had, I realized that, 
all these years that I was miserable in the actual career I had, these tools are invaluable. I was like so grateful at the point for everything that I'd learned in business. And started to realize how important it was that my own intuitive and psychic skills were bringing it to the table to be able to read them as well. So naturally something started forming. Sorry, it's my cat running around. Um, and naturally something started forming that was unique. And I thought, oh my God, I found it. I found it. And all of a sudden it was, went from me going, well, I've been earning this much. If I don't know how to earn that much over there, then I'll jump. That's the next part, right? Because you get used to a certain lifestyle. So because I'm project manager, I was like, right, I've got an exit plan. I've got a transition plan. I'll do this till, you know, for another six months in that time, I'm going to do this for my business. I'm going to start doing a few coaching things for free with this group. So I build up my confidence and know that I'm really helping people. Um, the trans, you know, so I get the testimonials and I was an energy exchange. And in the middle of all of it, I was getting more and more checked out of the real job that I was doing. And I had a really narcissistic boss at the time. And she wrote me once, one too many times. And I thought, just call me one more time. And that's the sign I'm meant to just get out of here now. Like, don't wait another six months. Just one more call. Just do it. Just the yeah. phone rang five minutes later. And I was like, I was just okay. like, I'm not talking this anymore. I just said, you know, and I thought I have to lead by example. If I'm trying to help people get out of these situations, and this is what is my biggest pain point and the wisdom that I've gained from it. And this is what I'm trying to help people with. I'm not meant to be here anymore. And I know the universe has always got my back. I know it. Like I've always been great with money. It's always come to me. I'm great at negotiation. And some people struggle with it and that's okay. But if you can get into the mindset of knowing that there's something greater at play, that the universe has always got your back, that's the spiritual side of it, but there's also a practical side to it. So it's bringing those strategies together and knowing how to use those tools in your toolkit to be able to, um, to manifest something massive. Not saying it was easy, not saying, <laughs> not saying that it was um, the most uh, intelligent decision to do it at that time, but emotionally I was unshackled, I was free. I can't tell you that feeling to know that I never have to go back to that again if I don't want to. And that's what propelled me forward. So that was for me the biggest unlocking gift I could have given to myself. And then, of course, you know, the mindset of the lack mentality, oh, my God, where's the next client going to come in? Oh, my God, the, you know, you go through this whole roller coaster and it goes up and down and up and down <laughs> and it's never this linear line, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so for me, I guess that I knew that I've been working that hard for that long. I kind of achieved getting my, buy my home, so I've got, I've got a really big mortgage. I've got all these overheads, but I had enough in the bank to say X amount of time, I can throw this away. I can give it my all and if I must, like when giving myself that transition out, it wasn't a transition out, but a transition. So if I don't get to a certain point, I need to think about going back in or mm -hmm. doing something different. Yeah. So I actually took that, I took about four or five months just investing myself heavily, more coaching, getting my coaching certificate, giving myself the time to set up the business, taking on free clients and then I just went for it. And it was a slow, gradual process to get the money back in. It still is. Um, but instead of when I got to that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, when I was getting really scared, I thought, all right, I'm really not meant to go back there. I've been shown that way. So how can I do this differently? And so then I morphed a little bit and thought, okay, I'm going to start doing project management and consulting for businesses with heart, for startups who actually want to do good in, in society and the planet, right? And I never went back to that corporate way. So now I've got a few clients that are through referrals and things like that. It's like using my old knowledge, my old network 
to actually um, have that income coming in as well as that while I'm building up my coaching practice. Mm-hmm. So that's I how I did it. It's a bit unique, um, but I, I kind of go a million steps now for myself. Manifesting generators do that, right? We try a few different things, can handle it all. But I also know for my clients, there's not one right way. There's not one way to do this. And it's about how you feel comfortable and safe, but knowing that it's not about don't just drop the how and the what. We'll get to that. Let's just yeah. find what lights you up and that fire in your belly every day that you know that that's what you were here meant for and it will come. That's the first, that's the first problem to solve. Yeah. I don't know if you experienced this, but I think for me, and I still experience this daily waking up, it's like this Christmas day kind of feeling like, oh, yay, presents, right? Like when you're a kid, like this, like very joyous experience and like so much gratitude waking up each day, knowing that I can do whatever the fuck I want to do today. (laughs) And I can show up and I can be passionate and I can be lit up by every single piece of my day. You know, it's not perfect. I still have to do taxes and and things I don't want to do, but like, the majority of my time is um, spent doing all the things that I love. And I just, I, I love that. Like I would, that's priceless, right? Like I wouldn't trade that for the world. And I'm curious because I think this is the part that um, to your point of like, what questions are we asking ourselves? Are you, you're trying to worry about the resolve or the how part of it versus like the why part of it. Um, something that I did with myself and then do with my clients. So I'm curious how you navigated through this. It's kind of this risk management tool of looking at like, what is worst case scenario? Like if I quit my job and if I go into something that I love, even if I don't know what that looks like yet, and I somehow monetize the skills and the talents that I have, like what is really worst case scenario? And so kind of walking through like this laundry list of like, well, this could happen and that could happen. And like, when we actually sit with the information that's going on in our mind and the fears that are really coming up, it's really not as bad as like the made up version that we're making it out to be. And you can always go back to doing the same old, same old, right? Like we've been there, we've done that. It's not impossible. Right. So I'm just curious, like how you navigated that within your own mindset of the, the fears and the risk. Yeah, I think uh, for myself personally, um, I'm a risk taker anyway, calculated risk. I'm a calculated risk person. So, you know, during project management, we do a lot of that. Luckily, before a project comes, what's the worst thing that can happen? You know what I'm saying? We do that all through a giant. I mean, I'm talking about I was planning for 350 million plus projects to 1 billion. So you can imagine that the, the, and it always comes down to money, right? So that's, that's already it for other people. Now, when you think about a bank or the telecommunication systems, it's like $20 to them really, but they, they still watch every cent. Do you know what I'm saying? So when I'm already, I guess because I came from a background where we have to go into all of that to start with um, and I'm navigating that through for other people, uh, to me, I always, I was quite calm with things because what's the worst that could happen in terms of all of this, like speaking to people in corporate to get out of that mindset, right? On a personal level uh, for myself, I think, yeah, the first time I think I really felt it was, you know, going a few months in and my plan, because I'm such a planner in project management, my project wasn't going to the timeline in plan because then again, like you, like I was like, oh, I actually, it takes a while to unwind to actually not get up and know that you have to be stuck to your desk nine to seven and 
oh my gosh, I didn't start to 10 o'clock, shame on me, become that awful boss to yourself, right? So it's first that deconditioning from the hustle, Mm -hmm. right? Number one, so we're we're such a hustle mentality and it's like more to alignment. Now, if you get out of all the things you need to do and start being in the place of where you, the feeling of being on how you want to feel to your point, right? What do you want to feel instead of all the things you need to do to be able to calculate that risk? And like you said, safety nets behind it. Worst comes to worst, like when your money gets to X point, do you start thinking about going back and getting a side job? Maybe it doesn't even have to be what, if if you really feel sick about going back to what you used to, maybe you can actually get a job online now, like doing, I don't know, customer service from home in your pajamas for 20 hours a week. You know what I'm saying? It's then finding out what is it that you really don't want to do? And that's the fear because either it's first identifying the fear. Is it fear of failure? Is it fear of not really surviving? Is it fear of really the future? Is it fear that you are not good enough? Is it fear, you see what I'm saying? And part of human design helps you uncover all these things. Then we know what fear to work with. Then blow it up to like, what, what is the worst thing that could happen? Then how do we mitigate that as a risk? Because that's what we do in project management. Oh, okay, yeah, well, I've got about six months that I don't have to worry about it. And then at six months mark, not when you have $0 left, is at that point, when it's gotten to a point you go, okay, now I have to do something else that you still got that buffer in your account. And if you don't have any buffer, it's like, great, keep working on what you're doing now or jump into something else that's still monetizing for you. Let's work out what that is, that be still invest in yourself to be able to get you out because you won't be able to do it on your own. That's, that's the one thing I know is once you get stuck in a rut and you think that you can actually do it, you just end up on that new hamster wheel and you can't see perspective. So it's really about getting the right help for you to be able to get you out of that situation. And there's no one size fits all. So what fears are we dealing with? How do we mitigate that? Because it's not real yet. Right now you're sitting in your house, you've got a roof over your head, you've got food on the table, you know, whatever's going on. I'm not saying that some things aren't really real, especially in the pandemic that we saw, but generally right this second, we're okay. Yeah. We're, we're still alive and everything's, you know, everything's still okay. running around us. Yeah. I love that you brought up deconditioning from the hustle because I am huge on that. And that is, again, part of the struggle of we've put ourselves in this box of it. This is how it's supposed to look. And especially coming out, feeling overwhelmed, overworked or burnt out in a career that didn't serve you. And at least for me, I don't know about you, like I didn't want that feeling again. So it was like almost doing the opposite. It's like, I'm going to work the littlest amount possible and try and get the biggest, you know, paycheck possible. Right. And it, that also didn't serve me on the very far end because it's like, okay, now I'm not even doing what I want to be doing from my impact standpoint. Like I want to help more people. Right. So in that first year, I definitely had to navigate the harmony of like how much time is spent and energy is spent even though I am a manifesting generator I do like to have my hands in all the things it's like how can I play with that in a energetic way that allows me to spend my time wisely and not again go into burnout but also not be bored yeah so I don't don't know if you experienced that or and I think it's still um I think it's still an interesting balance because um, yeah, I think there's a part with manifesting generators where we're all or nothing people as well. Um, so we like to skip a lot of steps with things. We don't like to do all the mundane, boring things. We want to get to the exciting part. So 
if something's like meh and it doesn't light us up, it's kind of like, I'm not doing that. And <laughs> part of our, you know, our whole strategy and authority also is we, we not, not necessarily, but the overall ultimate goal of manifesting generators and generators out there is to feel satisfaction, right? So what I did was went into going, does this make me feel satisfied? No. So I'm not going to do it, right? So like, and there's a part of that where it's like, you don't want to feel frustration. I get that. But then I had to then learn the part of flipping my thinking of, but will the end goal give me satisfaction rather than the task right now? Like the task, yeah. That particular task. But if it's something I can see the bigger picture and at the end of it, I'll be like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Instead of giving myself their way out because no, that doesn't satisfy my soul right now. So I'm not going to do it. So there was that game as well. So I went that way as well. And mm. um, in terms of, for me, um, you know, I love doing talks like this. It was the marketing side of things blew my mind. Like that, that part I always thought when I, when I left corporate, I was like, yeah, I know 80, I knew the business side of things, you know, 80% is marketing at least, you know? And I just thought that's where I'm outsourcing. I don't want to do any of it. And it's like, oh, hang on on my own brand. That doesn't work. You know? So it was like, I'm still trying to find that balance in like, cause mm-hmm. I really don't like doing a lot of it. Mm-hmm. but you have to do a lot of it. So it was yeah. kind of like, I washed my hands of it for a while. Yeah. And we all know what that does when you don't market in your business, right? right so right. <laughs> yep. or try and pay somebody else to offset. You can't, you can't when it's yeah. actually you that you're trying to sell, right? So it, yeah. it's, and it's still a dance that I'm learning in all of that. But, um, you know, sometimes it's flow and sometimes I'm blocked, but I've got to just find the things that light my soul up. And I love connecting with people like you, having these chats Am I the person to get up in the morning and go live? No, I'm not. And I know that about myself, right? I just to go live on my own and just talk to that little red dot that's going. And it's like, that's not me. And yeah. it's weird because I thought, I'm not, not confident on camera. What is it? And it took me a while to get around. What is it? It's like, it's a weird way of doing something when you're just talking to yourself in your room and no one's talking back and trying to feel mm-hmm. animated. And some people do it amazing. Great. That's their strength. It's not mine. And that's okay. But don't force something but then also don't do nothing you know what I'm saying it was like this um yeah it was like this whole learning experience for me and definitely mindset around that also human design can help you with that because there's a lot of gates that we understand within our throat chakra and each one represents a different type of communication style where your strengths are that lets you teach you what is your strengths and leave the rest yeah so mine is around helping people with strategy surprise right? So talking about those kinds of things. And the other one is connecting on a one-on-one. So even though if I have a group, really my aim is not to try to go to the masses, but to actually connect one-on-one with people and have those conversations. Yeah. So that's what I've learned about myself in in the process. That's beautiful. And that helps too with like lead generation. I was doing a workshop earlier today and that was, you know, even though we were talking about money, what ended up really being what they needed to hear was from a lead generation standpoint, where do you find people, right? And everyone's a little bit different. Not all of us, to your point, are going to be showing up live on Facebook or Instagram every day and just doing the thing. Mm. It's like a lot of the clients I've gotten over the years have been through referrals. So just knowing that about myself and knowing that that's 
how I am going to attract other people. It's focusing on that. And how can I add more and more value to the people that I already know around me? And that's, what's going to expand my network is those people. So it could be five people. It could be 10 people. It doesn't even have to be a lot of people. It's just knowing that that's really important and networking for the sake of these conversations, right? Not networking for the sake of like constantly trying to get clients because I don't need that many clients to do what I do. So yeah and the four actually in your in your profile is actually about doing that on a smaller scale it's you've got that natural ability to connect people you've got the natural ability to actually um bring in smaller networks it's more like a tribe not the the collective do you see what i mean so it's actually exactly to your strength of what you're here and meant to do so it's cool yeah yeah. It, well, and it's it's funny because I had to realize that through trial and error, right? It's it's again this deconditioning of like, oh well, my marketing coach told me to go out and do lives at once a week and blah blah blah, right? And it's like, okay, that's cool. I can do it. I like being on camera and video. Like that's not a problem. But it doesn't feel satisfying, right? And. Yeah. It's not getting this, you know, supposed result that I'm looking for, right. which if I'm going to do this, I want it to, I want 10,000 people to fucking see it. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that's defeating the whole purpose, but where I really get like these juicy conversations and experiences from is meeting with four people, 10 people, 15 people max. It's like, hello, just do that yeah. over and over and over in workshops. And like, those are your people. So yeah, it's uh, a really and error. I think it's really important for this audience and anyone who's watching it because this is something that hits so many people that even the confidence thing some people think is not their ability to go out and do something new or try something new but then once they get that their gifts are all of that this area what we're talking about right now people aren't even um, aware even yet what it's going to do when it gets to this point um, and so yeah like that's why I really I've got you know I've got clients that are in marketing I've got clients who are digital marketing agencies who are you know solo solopreneurs in marketing they do this for other people they can't do it for themselves mm-hmm. so yeah. it, it's and that's the thing is for me and I've got great advice for marketing for other people but when it comes to my business oh my god like it's no you know it's just I've got all these ideas, but then I get blocked myself. It's it's almost like that. I guess it's a more of an emotional attachment to your own business. Yes. Or just nailing it. Whereas when you step back and have the bigger picture for other people, you can see I can see a clear pathway for them. It's just like yeah. thought, and that's not even my area of expertise. I'm just like, well, why can't I do that for myself? Like, why? You know? Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting because until you get into this, you don't even know what you don't know yet about yourself in this area. It's really yeah. interesting. And my one advice to people out there is play to your strengths because I promise you whatever you came to the table with prior to listening to 20,000 gurus out there and trying everything and thinking you have to be everything and everywhere to get all all this business through the door, you end up doing a full cycle to realise to come back to your authentic self and do what you do naturally. (laughs) You have to go through the entire cycle to realise about you. And the one thing that I can give my clients is within human design, human design readings through the coaching is let's figure out who you really are at your core, your strengths and all that stuff. And guess what? You get to leave the rest. You don't even have to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's so exciting for people because they can then feel confident in themselves and what they need to do. 
Yeah. And release a lot of stuff that doesn't serve them in the process. Exactly. So when it comes to, you know, I've done, I don't know how many marketing courses, marketing coaches, marketing groups, mastermind, all of it. And it's like, I'd still just come back to, I don't want to do half these things that these people are doing. Mm And it's actually serving me a lot better. And that, that part about hustling was actually then bringing them to the business of all those things, forgetting what I did do well, right? Mm-hmm. Spending all my time on the wrong things in the end. Yeah. And then getting no results when I was getting results before. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, get, I know where you're coming from. So it, yeah. And it's and until you go through it, probably it, it doesn't resonate for people and then go, oh. Should have done yeah. it that way. But I'm really trying to help people to like not have to do what I did, you know, what most right. people do. Skip yeah. over the hardship for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to um, transition and talk a little bit about, okay, since leaving corporate and being yeah. in your business, how long have you um, been out of corporate and in your business now? I left corporate in rules end of June, 2020. Um, and I gave myself, I started getting paying clients and started my group up in December, 2020. So I was doing a few, I was still doing the kind of free, free for my, my first group mm-hmm. as a, a test run. So mm-hmm. the paying clients in December. Yeah. Yeah. And how, um, from a money standpoint, because I know a lot of people feel the roller coaster, right? Like you get paid, mm-hmm. you don't get paid all this stuff. How are you feeling about all of that? Like financially within your money mindset, how is that going so far? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say the first six months, um, I felt sick to my stomach about it the whole time, even though I knew, um, I had banked money. It's just that my plan for the transition just went out the window. And then I kept kind of thinking, well, if I did it that way, I would have been, you know, I wouldn't be worried. It doesn't matter when you do it. It, It's always going to, it, it, it really doesn't. So that was me trying to make myself feel like, oh, I had the perfect plan. No, there's no such thing as a perfect plan right? So we know that. In terms of the way that um, I had enough savings, I had a few properties and I decided for comfort, I'm going to sell one property um, and bank that, but it's not allowed to be spent. Like that was just like my safety net. X amount can go to my business. But after that point, I'm not like spending my whole, like, you know what I mean? Everything that I've done in the past to go into a in, into something and then get into that spiral because I've seen it so many times with people. Yep. Um, so it started to build up slowly, like towards the end of last year. It took a good year, like to to get a bit of momentum. Let's just put it that way. It's not exactly. I don't think we're ever where we really think is like you know ultimate because our goals keep changing. Right. Um, but do I live comfortably now? Yes. But what I had to do was I actually reintroduced the project management and consulting side part-time for clients that I want to work for. And as that transitions even more, I'll probably do that less unless I really love the client, but I'm, I'm doing probably um, 20 hours a week uh, of consulting work for three different clients that just give me bits and pieces at the moment. So that was really easy. Once I made that decision that I didn't want to go back and I opened myself up in my mind to like, this stuff always comes to me. This is the stuff I manifest. Now all I just want is people that I actually want to work for. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. So, and then referrals started coming. And then I said, because I started talking about them, I didn't even advertise it anywhere. I just thought, right, I'm open to it again. Um, and I just thought, we're in a place where I don't have to go into an office anymore. It's global. The whole world's changed. So many other people have gone solo. You know what I'm saying? So I just thought, I'm putting it out there for what I want. And it just started to trickle in. So now I'm at a place where, 
you know, I'm building, I'm just, you know, I'm beyond breaking even on what it costs me to live finally. Um, but uh, it gives me also the, the room to now get my group program that I want off the ground. And once that gets going properly, I can see that it'll just be a full transition into coaching. Yeah, that's awesome. And I appreciate your vulnerability and honesty around that topic, because I um, think a lot of people think it's just like gangbusters when you exit and like you make hundred K in your first year and it's just like follow the things. And it, it's not, it's, it's um, a transitioning period mentally to even like to our point earlier, like deconditioned, right. Which I think is a full six or eight month process realistically. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, now you can start doing the, everything that lights you up and there's a momentum process around that to actually get out of like the roller coaster from income standpoint. So yeah, easily two years of just experimenting, playing, figuring it out and releasing a lot of the fears. And I think too, like you see a lot of people who like even the one percenters who are out there advertising that are really doing it in the first or second year. There are some people who do it anyway, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Um, so let's, let's call them the one percenters who do it. Yeah. But even then, like they'll start taking more calculators and they might lose everything in their fifth year. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. not that um, they've got more money to play with to lose, I guess, at that point. But what I'm saying is that even when people think that they've got it in one or two years, it's still a learning process on how to grow. Mm -hmm. It's constant. And really the foundation, I think, for all of it is to know yourself first before you start a business. And part of that is the decondition that we're talking about. Part of it is knowing your fears, where your safety net feels like and all of those kinds of things because that's that's just the survival part. But your business itself is, an, is, is you. It's a branch of you. It's energetically you. So if you don't, if you're thinking that, oh, my God, I just hate this job, but I'm just going to go and do that for myself and it, it, because that's what you know what you're going to do, you're going to bring that same energy into the business. It's not going to be... Um, probably you're going to find for a year or two, it's exciting, you're in your pajamas, you're working at home, you know what I mean, all that kind of stuff. And then you're going to start going, right, I'm bored, I need a challenge, I'm not liking the clients I'm working with, I'm not, you know, it's all those kinds of things, so you haven't done the work on you. So there's two parts to that component. There's the money bit that if it overtakes you, you constantly worry. And generally it's the overachievers, right, in corporate. It's overachievers because they're future-paced thinking. They um, can never be present, you know what I mean? It's always about the goalpost movie making it bigger and bigger and bigger um, and they're really good at what they do so the, the hustle mentality comes back in so you're going to hustle in your business and you're going to hustle in thinking that there's never enough never enough food on the table or whatever that you know what I mean because you don't know when that steady paycheck's coming in and even if it is it's going to grow it's like that's still not enough I want all these other things so you continuously hustle right so generally it's those high achievers that need this the most to spend that time on themselves and understand where they're at what they want to bring and not not get out of, get out of that mindset money that that's all that matters and also about really knowing themselves at the core in terms of what lights them up because that's the thing that they don't have in their lives that's the part that's missing that they're actually searching for yeah there's a um do you follow joe dispenza oh, at yeah. all yeah oh, i love, I love joe 
He has a really good YouTube um, video on motivations, levels of motivation, and he speaks into this. Money motivation is on the scale of you know five to one, like level three, and we're all conditioned to be money motivated, but that's on the highest level of motivation. There's like two others in between that, the highest of which is like this impact motivation, like what type of impact you want to have in the world and connection, the love vibration, all those things, right? And he talks into all of the different levels. And so it's just really powerful to even know that information. Like we've all been conditioned to focus so much on the money motivations and that's not our highest level of motivation. So that's even something I like to bring up because I think so many people just need to be aware that there's more to this. And some people are in tune with that. Like they inherently know that, but they can't articulate that. And so even knowing and trusting that, like, yeah, that's a thing. It's just everyone around us is surrounded by this money motivation mentality. And we have to all decondition the narrative around that. So yeah, there's a little bit more to that too. I think for these people that we're really talking about, it's always beating a personal best, right? There's that mentality and it comes from a wounding of not enoughness. They're not enough. Nothing's ever enough. I'll never have enough, right? But the thing is why the goalposts keep moving is to be a high achiever. You've got to do better every year. Otherwise you beat yourself up, right? So with that as well, how are you ever going to get out of that if that's if that's the thing? And what I've noticed with the people that I work with that are in this bracket, because I have quite a few clients like this is, I'll ask them, it's like, okay, if you want to leave and you just think that at a certain point you'll get out and then that goal keeps changing. So do you really know, and this is the obvious one, do you really know what it costs you to live just day to day that like just to have everything going and then just to actually add in and like, and then I bet you, you still have more than enough if you actually want to go to the movies, take your kids here, whatever, like do a bracket like that. I just said, have you ever broken it down? Money step wise, what it just costs you weekly, monthly, whatever, what you need in your hand to actually live. And most of them actually say, oh no, but they're so good with numbers. But what they're worrying about is this year I'm gonna have another 30,000 in the bank. So their trajectory is about where it's going rather than if you wanna step away from this, it doesn't cost you that much to live. Look at this buffer that you've built for yourself all your life that you can actually then go, I could actually comfortably live and my kids for probably five years without even getting another penny in the bank like this. Right. Yep. That's the starting point to understand you've got a five-year buffer or one, whatever it looks mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and go from there because you, you being a high achiever will actually get to those goals. Maybe it won't be in the right. first year, maybe not the second. Do you see what I mean? But you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. and that's really the starting point for a lot of people to understand how to transition out as well just to shift the mindset around the money piece of it agreed wholeheartedly oh, yeah good yeah. stuff this has been fabulous um as we wrap up i would love for you to share how people can find you and if you want to share any programs you have coming up or any um specific people you want to share the programs with sure so i've got a, a facebook group a Facebook group called The Consciouspreneur, if anyone wants to join and is interested in that. Um, I have one-on-one coaching at the moment. I'm coming up to a group coaching program. So all the good stuff that we've been talking about. And so how do you find you discover your life purpose and your mission um, and actually then get it from if you don't know what idea it is that you want to do to actually get to a point that you, you are really sure about what it is to do next. And um, I'm putting it into a group program there's a human design element for all of it. I give human design readings one-on-one if you're interested in that, the 90-minute readings. Um, probably the best way to reach me is either my Facebook, which is Becky Cohen. I could probably put a link onto my personal Facebook if you want to send me a message. 
or you can email me at becky at theconsciousrevolution.com.au. Perfect. Yes, I'll put all those links in the show notes. And um, I just want to thank you for showing up and sharing just so much authenticity with your journey and the way in which you navigated it, because I think that's a really powerful story to share. And I just appreciate you for all of that, that you shared thank today. You having me. It was awesome being on your show. Loved it. Yeah. See you awesome. later. Thank you. All Bye. Right. Thank you.